Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, welcome back, folks. It is Zach and the Nose Fantasy Football Show brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet. Week number two of fantasy football. Week number two of the NFL is about to begin tomorrow night on Thursday night football. We got a lot to talk about from week one. A lot has happened. Let's bring in my partner and crime as we normally do here. Wouldn't be Zach on the nose without the nose himself. Follow him on Twitter at Spencer Nose, N-O-S-E. Nosey, welcome back to the show. And oh my God, what a week one, huh? Fantastic. Let me tell you right now, Zach, this was absolutely one of the best week ones we've had in a long time, especially with the local twist here of how incredible the Miami Dolphins had started, but every year we wait for that moment. We wait for that first slate, that Sunday, one o'clock slate of games where we could go straight until midnight and have fantasy action. And oh boy, did we have a great fantasy action weekend. I am just so happy to be here with you all. And uh, the season is now underway and it's just time to coast and do what we do, which is give great fantasy advice uh, hopefully make you laugh a few times throughout the show and just have an overall lot of fun. Yeah, well, we got to get we got to dive into a bunch of the stuff that happened into week one. We're going to do all of our normal segments like we do here. End of the show, you're going to get the nose pick of the week, the tight end pick of the week. You're going to get the sniff test. We even have some nose candy for this week. Uh, yes or nose, of course, that's back this week as well. All of our normal stuff is here this week. We always have to start with kind of what happened and we have to start with the Dolphin game. You have to start with what happened. Dolphins and Chargers, what a game and what a game for Tua and Tyreek Hill. Nosy, you saw this, right? You thought it would throw for almost 500 yards, a couple touchdowns, and Tyreek would go for 200-plus, right? Like, we all knew this would happen, right? I, I, yeah, look, you, you heard me already. I'm just so excited. Let me explain to you why. I've been in a league for 25 years, since the 90s, okay, to let you know how long I've been doing fantasy for. That's why I'm here. And I was in a week where I won my fantasy week. I two, Utah, two points, okay? I have Tyreek Hill. So the 11 receptions, 215 yards, and two touchdowns literally was enough just for me to win by two points. So right now I am riding so high on the Tua and Tyreek train, just like all of you are down here. Obviously Tua, 466 yards, three touchdowns, but more importantly, 
he just looked great. The offense looked great. The Finns looked great. So right now the vibes are buzzing. We're feeling positive. And so, yeah, it starts with that game where um, on the Dolphins side, it's exactly what you wanted to see if you were a fan. Radio Raheem Mostert did just enough, you know, on the ground. Uh, I'd like to see a little bit more, but he did do enough. He found the end zone to, uh, you know, give a good running attack for the Dolphins. But it was really the Tua to Tyreek Hill show that just got everybody really excited. And uh, I just can't wait for week two already. That's how you know focused I am. Uh, we have a night game against the Patriots. It's just going to be a lot of fun. I really want to see how Tua performs again this week. The Chargers defense did not look very good. So we're going to see uh, the Pats defense, who you had mentioned, actually looked really good this past week. They did. Against, they did. The Eagles, correct? So we're going to have a tougher challenge. But for those South Florida guys who do what I don't recommend, which is, you know, home, you know, home favorite picks, you know, picking two a little too early or Tyree too early. And it wasn't too early so far. All right. No so, way. Right. No, it was not. We're going to have to see a little bit more out of Waddle. And, and, and I expect he'll be just fine. Don't get me wrong. Waddle uh, had, what, four receptions for 78 yards. Good game. Don't get me wrong. But this was Tua to Tyreek. And if you had that stack, what a start for you. So, yeah, we're, we're riding high right now on the Miami Dolphin train. And, again, uh, what it can't go understated of how incredible the offensive line played for Tua. Austin Jackson, out of nowhere – He's been really in the doghouse for a few years now, since he was drafted out of USC. Right. He came, he saw, he conquered, and we did this all without Teron Armstead. So the vibes are good, my friend. The vibes are good. Yeah, it's an incredible game by that offensive line. And, of course, that helped out everybody on the offense. That was really good to see. Fun to see as well. And I'm excited to see them, like you said, prime time this week in New England. Hopefully there's no hurricane up there. I know they're going to get uh, some crazy uh, storms up there the next couple of days. Hopefully that just kind of blows away and we still have Sunday night football with no problem there. Let's go to MetLife Stadium on Monday night. The hype for Aaron Rodgers in the offseason since the day he got traded with, with to the New York Jets. Hard knocks every day on ESPN. Mike Greenberg makes me want to throw up every morning talking about how good the Jets are going to be in Aaron Rodgers. This went on for months and months and months. Anticipation into Monday Night Football. Aaron Rodgers runs onto the field. First drive for the Jets. Here it is. So excited. Let's see it. Four plays in. Dude is done for the season. I mean, you couldn't script that any worse for the Jets, Jet fans, and fantasy football owners who have Aaron Rodgers or one of the nose picks of the year, Garrett Wilson. I was just... I. I'm still shocked. I still am in denial that this actually happened, but it did. Nose, what'd you think the second you saw him go down and then all of a sudden the next morning finding out he is done for the year now? When it comes to Garrett Wilson, when it comes to that Jets offense, when it comes to Aaron Rodgers himself and Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers owners out there, this is unbelievable what happened to Monday Night Football. It's a pure nightmare, okay? Uh, as, for the NFL, as an right. NFL fan... We South Florida fans, us Dolphin fans, I hope you uh, understand how bad this is for the game now. So it, it is brutal. Uh, you asked how I knew. I knew the moment he sat down 
and stood up a little bit and he you looked in his face and it was this stoic moment where I knew this is one tough what how do we do this on the right of the year? Mother bleeper, right? Yeah, very yeah, good. He well, is well done. Uh, I've learned from you. He I knew it. I just knew it. And without even seeing it, I saw it on his face. And it is awful uh for the Jet fans out there. I know a lot of Jet fans are are implanted in South Florida. I know uh, my neighbor ripped his TV off the wall. This is not an exaggeration. This is a real story I found out because once you saw the man get carted off, you said, I don't think there's a bigger hype on a player going to a team right. with the hard knocks that we have ever seen in the NFL. I can't come up with a moment that big. Okay. Uh, you know, you, yeah, Brett Favre went elsewhere and whatnot, but this was different. Right. This was the Jets team. That was at its low, but they have the players, they have the defense, they have the coach, they have the players in place, and then this happens, and it's a disaster. But yes, we are a fantasy show, so we need to discuss the fantasy implications of this Aaron Rodgers debacle. One of the nose picks of the year, Garrett Wilson. And and I was texting you during the game because I went into that game down seven points, had Garrett Wilson, Figured I would win it in the first quarter. I was so excited to see what was going to end up happening. And I had to nail bite until the fourth quarter, until that unbelievable catch by Garrett Wilson in the end zone. It just proves right there, this dude is so damn good. But now he's got Zach Wilson throwing him the ball, at least for now, until we find out maybe like, you know, Carson Wentz or Matt Ryan's going to come out of retirement to maybe play for the Jets. But right now, Zach Wilson's show what does that mean for Garrett Wilson and the rest of this Jets offense? I will say this. I did recommend Garrett Wilson in the second round of every draft. Okay. That was very, I was very outspoken about that. If I could jump to the future, which we can't, of no. course, I would never now have him as the nose pick of the year, but you did say it. It did give me a little, I don't know what the right word is, solace in the fact that that catch was remarkable. He is an incredible wide receiver who unfortunately now has the other Wilson. I, I wished I could have a fun spin because we like to have fun on the show. Like right, Wilson, right. To, now Wilson to Wilson again. And it's not going to be a pretty look. Uh, I am not a Zach Wilson fan. If I am an Aaron Rodgers owner, you obviously could drop him right now. I am not picking up Zach Wilson to replace him, okay? I'm going in another direction. We could discuss that based on whatever your options are. Zach Wilson is not going to get the job done. Man, if you were watching Peyton Manning and his brother on that telecast, they were crushing him. Right. And they know something about quarterbacks, right? They do. This is a player who got, you know, he managed the game fine, we're going to get into Brees Hall uh, within the show and say, wow, how incredible it was to see him back. But what a shot to the to the Nards for, for, for Jets fans because they get their running back who is splitting the Dead Sea and going for 100-plus yards on like two or three carries. He was amazing. He was incredible. And then, and then this happens. Right. So what do we do? We're starting Garrett Wilson, Zach. No, okay, don't get okay. me wrong. We're right. going to start Garrett Wilson. This is not – you're never taking him out. Right. But the stats are going to be affected by this in a big way. He'll get targets. He'll get his shares. But is he going to be a top three finish, which was my prediction? No, he will not. So 
you know, the good news for Garrett Wilson owners was he didn't, he's not Aaron Rodgers. He's still playing. Right. The bad news is, is that Aaron's not throwing him the ball. So overall, we're going to still stand by the pick. We're going to stand by the talent. We're going to go review his numbers each and every week as we do. I'm just fortunate that I also picked Calvin Ridley as Damn one of sure my did. This right. year we changed it up. I wanted you to have two players. And if because if you couldn't get Garrett Wilson, then I wanted you to have Calvin Ridley. And that's how we did it this particular year. Uh, but overall, man, uh, I'm sorry to the Jets fans out there. It stinks. Uh, this is this is as bad as it gets. As you say, someone like Greeny on ESPN who wears his emotions on his shoulders. I, there, there's so many Jet fans that I know. I, I am originally from Long Island. Right. They're absolutely devastated. This was really, in their eyes, the year it was going to change, where they were going to make the playoffs, where they were going to have that excitement. And I'm going to tell you, they may have won that game. They won that battle but they will not win the war, Zach. Okay. They are not going to make the playoffs. And so again, uh, I had to get that rant off. I feel horrible for Aaron Rodgers. I hope he comes back. I hope that the jets have this hope for next year, just because of how miserable this was. But uh, right now, just we're going to, from a fantasy point of view, we're going to keep starting Garrett Wilson and we're going to move forward and we have to move forward. It's only the end of week one. Right. And Garrett Wilson, by the way, if you're an owner like me, Five catches, 34 yards, and that touchdown saved. Probably your week at that point. Uh, at you know that catch in the end zone was just, I mean, ridiculous. Uh, but it's it's it won my week. Like the catch in the end zone won my week. So as upset as I was four plays into the game that Aaron Rodgers isn't going to throw him the ball anymore, the dude had a monster catch there. And if you did, and hopefully you did, pick up Calvin Ridley. Good God Almighty, this guy. This guy could have a monster, monster year this year with Trevor Lawrence throwing him the ball. He looks a little pissed off, but when you go eight for one-on-one and a touchdown, I don't care what your name is, that's a hell of a week in fantasy football, and he did it. And he did that essentially only in the first half of right. that football right, game. Okay? Right. He finished with those stats, essentially had like 93 yards in the first half and a touchdown. Listen, a lot of people ridiculed me. It's a little strong of a world, but they, they questioned my Calvin Ridley pick because the right. guy hadn't played in the NFL for a few years. He had a, an injury. He had the gambling issue. But, man, that a gambling issue, I thought, look, it's a long way to go. But a player of that caliber with that route running skills and now a quarterback who was a straight gunslinger, this just made all the sense in the world to me that he would not just come back angry but he'd be coming back angry and with full vengeance we did the whole pulp fiction thing right last you know in in, in um, our first episode you know doing a little you know furious anger well that's what kevin really looked like in that first half and i expect that to be going for the rest of the season so again thank god i have a little calvin ridley action to talk about because i'm really proud of that pick a lot of people that I hope are listening to the show drafted him based off of uh, our recommendations. And so, yeah, so you have the good and the bad to start off this, uh, this segment right. for sure. Right. All right. So uh, before we get to observations, that's coming up here in a little bit. Uh, we had a little, your picks from last week, a little nose candy, nosebleeds. I want to go over those, but I'm going to be honest. I'm looking through the list from last week. I don't see many nosebleeds at all. If, if any, and this doesn't happen very often. Listen, every once in a while, you get one or two, Hey, it just didn't work out, blah, blah, blah. Nose, I think you kind of were batting a 1,000, man, uh, from last week or very close to it. We'll, we'll say very close to it at this point. But let's go over some of those nose, the nose candy, because 
if you had some of this last week, you're probably 1-0 in your league if you picked up on any of these from last week. Tell me some of the nose candy from last week. Absolutely. I'm very proud of my week one because it's really hard to predict week one. And, you know, some picks were a little conservative, you know, but some I went out there and, and I did pretty well. I did have one nosebleed and we'll, we'll go over that. I have to give, uh, I got to take my medicine and I had one, but let's start off with it. The first player I got on the air with last week with you was just straight up Tua, Tua, Tua. That was it. That was the start. So yeah, we're off to a really good start. And let me tell you something, Zach. A lot of people have Tua as their backup quarterback. In right. a 10-quarterback league, Tua was ranked around 10. Now, that was my rankings. There are people who had Kirk Cousins higher than them, Deshaun Watson higher than them, Daniel Jones, believe it or not. They're all fools, all right? Tua, with his weapons, can be a top three pick. Now, of course, Vegas has him number one right now in uh, the MVP voting, right. which is very cute. But look, we started out with some great nose candy. Tua, we already discussed them. 466, three touchdowns, great start. But here's where it gets even better. I went out there with the most boring pick of all time, and I went with Captain Kirk Cousins. Yeah, look, he only had 344 yards and two touchdowns, wow. okay? So I want to keep everyone very uh, also – you know, this Jordan Addison guy, we're, we're going to talk about him on the show because he was recommended. What a burner he is. And with Justin Jefferson there, yeah, man, Kirk Cousins is going to have some really good games. So we see how he does in the playoffs. Not very good, but that doesn't mean anything when it comes to fantasy football. Kirk Cousins, great game. Uh, to rip off a few more, Miles Sanders had a really nice debut. Uh, they fed him the ball, 18 carries, four receptions. 98 total yards. Very nice little star for him. Listen, every basically player that we faded, Zach, which was, you know, do not start. Basically, right. the ones that we recommended that would fail the sniff test all had bad games last week. So that was a really, really good job by me. Right. I got to say. That, no, that, that was good. I, I guess you did have your one, right? You, you did have your one bleed. So let's get to that. But, I mean, if you would have taken any of these top nose candy picks, my goodness gracious. You should have won, but you did have a bleed. I see it now on the notes. Go ahead and throw it out there so people get it. Man, Geno Smith, you made me look bad. Yeah, You made yeah, me yeah. look real bad. I thought that they were going to come out, that's Seattle, and crush the Rams' defense. The Rams' defense has only one player that you know, Zach, okay? One player, and you know that's obviously Aaron Donald. Right. Outside of that, I would challenge you to name another starter on their team. That's how bad or young this Rams defense is. Well, guess what? They stepped up because Geno Smith and his three-headed monster did absolutely nothing. It was a very bad game for Seattle's offense and Geno Smith. So a lot of people started Geno Smith and a lot of people started with a really rough uh, week one with him. That being said, I do believe in a comeback. And we, and, and we discuss this all the time, Zach. We do not overreact after week one, okay? Right, right, We're going right. to talk about, again, this more as a theme as we get into observations, but I have to get it off of my chest. We're not going to freak out that Joe Burrow had the game that he had. We're right. not going to freak out that Josh Allen threw three interceptions to the same dude and had a fumble and basically lost the entire game for them on uh, Monday Night Football. Are we worried about them? Absolutely not. That's amateur hour. Those guys are going to be on the top five to six quarterbacks I mean, Josh Allen and me will still finish top three overall, but we are not going to overreact. Geno Smith is not those players. Right, right, right. But with his weapons, 
He will be fine. He just was a real bad call for week one. Take a deep breath, everyone out there. Deep breath. Week one is over. We're getting into week two. This is Zach and the Nose Fantasy Football Show. We'll go over some observations coming up here in segment number two. Uh, Zach and the Nose always brought to you, by the way, by our great, great friends and our great people at Tropical Chevrolet. If you're car shopping, we know you're busy. When you get to Tropical Chevrolet, they're going to have you in and out of there in under three hours. It's on Biscayne Boulevard and 88th Street, or you can just click MiamiChevy.com. Tropical Chevrolet, where convenience for our customers is our priority. Segment one in the books. Segment two coming up next. We'll do some observations. It is Zach and the Nose Fantasy Football Show brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, back here, segment number two of Zach and the Nose Fantasy Football Show brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet. By the way, turn fantasy into reality with Tropical Chevrolet. Go in there for a test drive, tell them Zach and the Nose sent you. You're going to get entered to win a pair of tickets to a pro football game down here in South Florida this season that's right you have a chance just go and test drive tell them zach in the nose sent you and boom you're going to be registered to win a pair of tickets to a pro football game hint hint down here in south florida all right we're back here for segment two and we're going to go through some observations right now but i first want to ask you this nose from week one how about some fantasy winners and losers because we're going to go over a ton of players and we're going to go over a ton and a lot of teams out there right now unhappy or very happy with their week one but give me some winners and losers some fantasy winners and losers from week one before we really dive into all the observations let's go in shall we yes so we discussed in segment one Tua Tyreek Hill that was probably the brightest uh 
I guess, combo and or players in all of fantasy. But we did a nice job covering that already. And then right into Calvin Ridley. He was fantastic uh, week one as well. And we expect to see that for the rest of the the year. That's our hope. But players, Zach, that uh, were a little bit under the radar that had a monster week ones. Let's talk about the 49ers for a moment here. Okay. Brock Purdy was named the quarterback. I mean, look, they 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 put their name out there and they said, this is going to be our guy, okay? So much that they traded a player that they picked with like the number two overall right. pick. Right. And, and so a lot of people going into the draft were a little nervous that Brock Purdy was going to be nothing but a, you know, a game manager, shall we say. Oh, but, the, worst, the worst words for a quarterback in the league, game manager, right? But with those weapons on that field and with Christian McCaffrey, Brock Purdy is a really good QB too. Okay. He had himself a really nice game, but it was who he threw the ball to Zach that had a very big game, huge fan of the show. I'm putting you on the spot. Big game by Brandon. Uh, You did it. Thank you. You stepped up for me. Brandon Ayuk was the guy, not Debo Samuel, but Brandon Ayuk had a monster game for the 49ers. Eight catches on eight targets, 129 yards, and two touchdowns. This is the Brandon Ayuk we've been talking about for all these years. Finally, a player that we say, Ayuk, had a monster game one. I I recommend by keeping him in there. This offense, with that offensive mind, is going to be a lot of fun. Debo Samuel had five catches for 55 yards. Yes, not as good, but it was really between Ayuk and Christian McCaffrey's 22 rushes, 152 yards, and one touchdown. That really was such a bright spot. So I expect the 49ers to continue, and I expect the 49ers to be one of the most potent offenses with that, again, running attack and having a good tight end, good wide receivers. So those who thought... You know, maybe I shouldn't start a Brandon Ayuk. No, get these guys in your lineup. They're doing really, really well. It was fun, by the way, watching. And I'm going to cut you off for a second. It was fun watching that 49ers game and seeing what it's like when basically the weapons are all healthy and all playing together, including McCaffrey and Ayuk and Debo out there. Kittle looked very kind of, you know, whatever, you know, middle of the pack Kittle. But Purdy, as a game manager or not, when you have weapons, man, that is that offense, and and besides the fact that defense is fun to watch in general, but that offense, this is a fun team. San Francisco is a fun team. I thought they might be a little boring. They're actually a fun team to watch. Yeah, they're going to be a fun team. Uh, look, we should know a little bit about the offense. It's the same system Mike McDee comes from, okay? So this is a team that moves the ball around, and they literally will throw the ball to the open person. It's an exciting team overall, San Francisco, right. and one, again, that we recommend – uh, at this point, if you have some starters in them, uh, as your flex, as an Ayuk should be, what a great start. You start Debo, you start Ayuk, you start McCaffrey, and you start Kittle. But, uh, you know, going onward, a player that nobody really knew what to expect. We've been waiting for him to be the guy for a long time after he was controversially picked in the first round. A.A. Ron at Rogers was not happy about it. Right. I want to talk about Jordan Love, okay, right. because – he looked really, he looked like the part, okay? He looked like he owned it. 245 yards, three touchdowns, most important, zero interceptions. Huge game 
for love. Okay. Huge win for the Packers at Chicago. And it was Romeo Dobbs who got the goal line, excuse me, the, the red zone touchdowns, two of them. Now he only had four catches for 26 yards, but I love that he got targeted there. So someone like Dobbs, no doubt can be a starter on your team. Look, our show's on Wednesday, and uh, we do not know the status right now of Aaron Jones. Right. Hamstring injury. You see him on the sideline after a monster game, a 51-yard touchdown in the air, two catches for 86 yards and a touchdown. Former nose pick of the year. That's right. Also had a touchdown on the ground in 41 yards. I love him. Uh, if he's playing, he's a must-start. That being said, if he's not playing, I like the way this offense looks. A.J. Dillon should be in your starting lineup if Aaron Jones is not. But overall, a great start for Jordan Love and Romeo Dobbs in particular. Yeah, I didn't even think Romeo Dobbs would play. Wasn't there a chance that Romeo Dobbs wasn't going to play in that game? Like, that's it's crazy how that happens, right? You're, you're worried, you're worried, you're worried. Then you might have started him or you sat him because you were uncertain. And look at the game he had for you right there. That's an interesting one. And let me tell you something. I'm going to say this very cleanly. If you have Christian Watson, I am happy for you. Christian Watson will be playing sooner than later. Okay. Yeah. I, again, this week, still up for grabs. But the key to the Christian Watson draft when you were drafting him was he's going a little early, but he's got the talent. If Aaron Rodgers was throwing him the ball, he'd be going even earlier. But people were hesitant because they didn't know what Jordan Love looked like. Right. And I get it. He looked good, guys. All right? He looked good. So if you have Christian Watson, the moment he is good with that hammy, he is a must-start, and he is going to be the star of that wide receiver core. All right? So Christian Watson is definitely a player that I know there's a, a lingering injury there, and I'm not thrilled about it. Don't get me wrong. But when he gets that green light, I'm green-lighting him for your starting lineup. Right. Yeah. I mean, at that point, you have to do it there. Uh, with that so any more fantasy winners or losers for everybody out there oh yeah i gotta do it i mean if you ever if you see what i'm doing now we do this on video i'm wearing a south florida express t-shirt south sure florida are. express is the number one seven on seven high school football team in the country and zay flowers was a member of south florida express a south florida product himself oh my god did you see him play yes he looked awesome he looked really good it's called shifty, okay? And right. he looked very shifty. I have to say that very slowly. That very, right, yes, right, 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 radio. right. I did not curse there, ladies and gentlemen. This guy's going to be hard to tackle. Zay Flowers is a player right now that I have over Bateman and Odell Beckham as right now the number one fantasy wide receiver for that offense, okay? Lamar Jackson. Did not look good. Okay. 169 yards in the air, no touchdowns, only 38 yards on the ground. Again, ladies and gentlemen, I am not worried about Lamar Jackson. He'll be just fine. But for this segment, 10 targets, nine receptions, and 78 yards for the Boston College rookie. What a start. So the right. Fort Lauderdale native. Boston College kid, South Florida Express alum is a guy that I love as a flex play for your fantasy teams. Yeah, that was that was really, really good there. He was it was an interesting start for him. And to see how that team and that offense was going to really be, that was a that was a lot. That was that was really fun to watch. All right. Any more before we get into any more observations here? Yeah, I want to go over two more players that I'm actually 
not recommending you start this week okay. based on matchups. And we're going to get into that uh, in the second hour. But, oh, God, I'm going to butcher this name. Puka Nakua. Wow. We talk about, I never imagined on our second show that we would be talking about a guy named Puka Nakua. My but favorite player now. Are. Yeah. Isn't he? Brigham yeah. Young. I have to look these things up, but I'm a big college football guy, so I love to know where these players go. Look, Cooper Cup out. That was a really tough situation. But Puka Nakua has a quarterback named Matthew Stafford who might not be, you know, Matthew Stafford from seven years ago on Detroit throwing the ball to Megatron, right. but he still is a gunslinger. And he targeted this dude 15 times, 15. <laughs> he had 10 catches for 119 yards. That's insane. So yes. Do you pick up Puka Nakua? Yes. Of course you pick up Puka Nakua. 15 targets is the number. Why I'm just really sort of excited about it, but let's go to this week. There's one defense, Zach, that I'm not messing around with. Uh -oh. And that is the 49ers. Right, right. My God, are they good. Yes, they so are. So I don't expect Puka Nakua to have himself that week two comeback. I'm actually recommending you do not start him. But I like him on your bench because come week three, there might be a situation with injuries or however you have it where Puka Nakua on Monday night football at the Bengals could be a, a player that you want to start. So he had a really bright game and he needed to be called out as a fantasy winner, although nobody, and I mean absolutely nobody, started him in America uh, in, in, in week uh, one. And I I like, one. First more. off, I'd like to see if anyone really did start him. And if you did, can you please take a picture of it and, and, and tweet at, at Spencer Knows uh, or tweet at me or something? I, I got to see. There's just no chance. And I know someone's going to come out and say, Oh yeah, well I was looking. To, I, I had to start somebody to start. No, you didn't. I got to see. I got to see some some proof at this point because if you did, congratulations, you were smarter than all of us. No, you didn't. It's a great right. line by you, right? right. It's like reminds no, me of uh, Chris Farley. Me and Veronica Vaughn got it on. No, no you, you didn't. didn't. No, you, no, didn't. you didn't. No, you didn't. Uh, I got one more for you. We got. Let's we do got it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, baby. I'm having fun. This is going to be a conversation. Uh, I would say, Zach, this is the biggest conversation to be had in fantasy after week one. And that is, wow, Tyler Alleger, the I, and I may have butchered that name and I apologize. Probably did. That yeah, it's all right. Tyler had himself a big fantasy day as the running back for the Atlanta Falcons. And the why is this so relevant is because Bijan Robinson also had a really good start to his NFL career in week one. And the question is going to be, what do you do with this two-headed monster? Because Tyler, I'm going to just call him Tyler because I don't want to butcher his last name, had 15 rushes, 75 yards. But what was really uh, amazing for him and really concerning for Bijan owners was he got the goal line carries. Right. And that's, this is more of a conversation for Bijan fantasy owners who used a late first round pick or an early second round pick. He's not getting the goal line, Zach. That's and a problem. That's, yeah. It's real. And it's problem and it's real. But that being said, I don't trust week two Tyler Algier. I don't like him for week two because 
If he doesn't run, you know, look, he had one, he ripped off one really good 22 yard run, but if he doesn't have that run and if they don't have those goal line opportunities, it's just another 40 to 50 yard game, no touchdowns. Bijan Robinson, on the other hand, 10 runs, 56 yards, didn't get the goal lines. Yes, we all saw it, six catches, 27 yards, and that really awesome first touchdown where he juked the heck out of a player on a wide receiver screen and just walked right in. Right. So big conversation for week two is what do I do? Do I start Algier? And my recommendation is absolutely I don't like him. I get it if you have to start him. I don't love him for week two. He's at home. He's versus the Packers. But why I don't like him is not not every team just gets the one yard, uh, you know, first and goal on the one. It doesn't happen every game. Right, right. For for him, I believe that Robinson's carries are going to rise. I'm sure Robinson's going to get a few of those goal line carries. And uh, at the end of the day, I think Algier is going to have to have that one yard plunge to have fantasy value. It happened week one. I'm simply not buying it for week two. All right. Well, there's a lot of running back committee stuff that I know knows wants to jump into here. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to wrap up our number one with the rest of observations. I'm looking at Nose's notes right now. There are plenty more observations to go. So stick with us. Zach of the Nose brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet. If you're car shopping, we know you're busy. When you get to Tropical Chevrolet, we'll have you in and out of there in under three hours. Very quick. Biscayne and 88th Street here in Miami or click MiamiChevy.com, where convenience for our customers is our priority. Let's take a break. We'll wrap up hour number one after this. All right, back here on Zach and the Nose, brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet and Biscayne Boulevard and 88th Street, or you can click MiamiChevy.com. Tropical Chevrolet, where convenience for our customers is our priority. All right, Nosey, let's finish off the observations in hour number one. We got a big hour number two for you. Of course, the sniff test coming up. Yes or no's, then the nose pick of the week, tight end pick of the week to wrap things up in hour number two. And then tomorrow night, by the way, we got Thursday night football. You know who's playing on Thursday night football tomorrow? Because it took me a second to find out who's playing on Thursday night football yesterday. I believe it's the Eagles and the Vikings, correct? Is that who it is on Thursday night football tomorrow? That's exactly who it is. That's a good one. I like that. It's a a great one. And uh, from a fantasy point of view, I expect Jalen Hurts to have a much better game. Jalen Hurts and that whole Eagles offense was extremely ugly, in my opinion, based on how good they are. Jalen Hurts, 170 yards and one touchdown. Okay, normally then he'd grab 80 uh, yards on the ground and two touchdowns, but no, he had 37 yards on the ground. So someone like Jalen Hurts, who had himself a very average actually below average week one, I expect uh, to climb. I expect A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith, who both had good games, to have at least one of them to have great game. Uh, so, yes, great Thursday night football game in terms of fantasy action. So many players uh, are going to be on your starting lineup. We were saying it before, I love the wideout Jordan Addison for right. Minnesota, Zach. right straight burner okay this guy's got speed and when justin jefferson gets double teamed and still gets those double digit targets but when he gets double teamed that ball is going to go to jordan addison you don't draft a guy in the first round and not use him that is called you know 101 to me if you are a gm and they don't use your wide receiver that you picked in the first round that's a miss uh so look great game you obviously know all the players 
Um, but we do need to go over the Thursday night football game really quick as a part of an observation. Do it. Right. Because Kenneth Gainwell tomorrow night looks like he will not be playing. Kenneth Gainwell was by far the number one uh, running back in that awful committee that we're going to be seeing. And um, Kenneth Gainwell is look likely going to be out. And that is a problem. So what do we do here? Do we immediately say, okay, we're going to start um, uh, DeAndre Swift? The answer is no, you don't believe that because we don't know what's going to happen. What we do know is Sean Penny is going to be called up. He was a healthy scratch week one. He's going to be, yeah, he's going to be in the mix. Boston Scott's going to be in the mix. And so what do we do in this situation, Z? We fade them all. We don't like any of these guys. Uh, Look, how did Gainwell get 14 carries last week where Boston Scott got one, but it's really DeAndre Swift had one rush. One rush. How does that even happen? You're right. How does that happen? Man, as of last year, that guy was being picked in the second round of every draft. Right. The Detroit Lions. He goes to the Eagles where we're thinking this has got, you know, star power written all over it. Then week one, it's Kenneth Gainwell. Well, my biggest bet right now, if I were going to, and I am not recommending this, but Boston Scott, who knows the offense, has been there for a few years. I think he's going to be the lead rusher. Okay, that's where this is going. Crazy. But, yep. but the observation that we're going to go with is about the Philadelphia Eagles on Thursday night football simply do not start their running backs. Right. It's fantasy suicide and or, you know, fantasy Russian roulette, however you want to right, say it. Right, right, right. You're, you're talking about a guess. And so when it comes down to the Eagles for Thursday night, you're obviously starting Jalen Hurts. Right. You're right. starting A.J. Brown. You're starting Devonta Smith. And guess who got no catches? Joe Dirt. Right. Okay. I was going to ask you about yeah. that. Go to like what happened with this? This is a weapon on that offense. Where did this like where? I, you know what? I'll tell you what. I'm going to wash week one for the Eagles offense because I believed nothing they did week one looked like last year at all. It looked so much different than last year. That's one thing. But good God almighty. Go Dirt. Nothing. Jalen Hurts. Bad game. You know, like what? Uh, the running back committee. And, and it was Gainwell. Like, what the hell happened with this offense? It's like overnight they just they forgot what, what what got them to the Super Bowl last year. That's what they forgot. It's it's really wild, and it reminds me of maybe the running back committee before McCaffrey went to San Francisco, where each week it's a different person. Right. So it, it you can't predict it. This is a situation to stay simply away from. But you know. There's players, and it was a part of the observations, but we'll just just jump it all in there. There's players like T. Higgins and Drake London and Dallas Goder who got zero fantasy points. Jeez. So, look, Drake London doesn't have a great maybe uh, quarterback. I would probably lean on benching him this week. But someone like T. Higgins, of course, are starting. You know, Jamar Chase had an awful game one. Right. Don't overreact. Those are the type of guys that you got to put back in. Dallas Godert, I guarantee you, I'm going to say it right now. Tomorrow Uh-oh. night, Dallas Godert will have at least one catch on the opening drive. Okay, wow. going, it's going, it's going to happen immediately. Like, what do you do when you completely phase out one of your better offensive weapons in in one game? The next game, you make sure you you, you correct that situation. Feed him and feed him early. That's it. That's right. it. Right. So that's the Eagles situation. I do love their defense in general, but. Maybe not the best week to go with them going against Minnesota. 
So let's just talk quickly about who we're starting for Minnesota. You're obviously, you know, Kirk Cousins is a backup in most leagues. Most leagues are 10 and 12 teams. He might be for that 12th team, a starter. I don't love him this week. No, I don't love anybody this week really on the Eagles besides uh, obviously you start Jefferson. I do like Addison, Jordan Addison. I've brought him up a few different times. Burner, first round pick, USC, already comes out. Boom, 39-yard touchdown. Great four catch. Ca- yeah, four catches, 61 yards. Big fan. TJ Hawkinson, no matter what, you're starting him. He had eight catches for 35 yards. But the one player that I really don't like this week, and if you have any opportunity to fade him, is our boy Alexander Madison. Yeah, he had 11 rushes for 34 yards. He did, uh, I believe he did grab a catch for a touchdown. He sure did. So this week against that Eagles defense, they're going to be hungry. They're going to be at home, right? So at the end of the day, be careful with starting Kirk Cousins. You're starting Jordan Addison. You're starting Justin Jefferson. And you're starting TJ Hawkinson. Outside of that, I would be very careful on anybody else you start in that game. Right. All right, Nosey, wrap us up with observations. We got about 90 seconds left here. What else you want to get out here before we get to hour number two? All right, I want to just talk about one uh, team, and it needs to be discussed. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers, and it's their running back situation and what to do with it. Now, a lot of people are freaking out because they both did terribly. That offense did terribly. I'm asking you not to freak out. I'm asking you to be smart. Now, I do I like – you know, love the Steelers offense? No, I don't love the Steelers offense, but I do know this. They went against the 49ers defense and they are absolutely special. So what happened in week one, not necessarily going to happen in week two. I'm actually recommending you start Najee Harris in week two. I know you drafted him as your starter and I know you may have no other options, but six rushes for 31 yards. No, you know, two catches for two yards. A really bad game. Um, But for the Steelers in week two, this is like the law of averages. I think they're going to really go out there and establish the run at home, Monday night football against the Browns. That's just an old school AFC rivalry showdown where it's going to get dirty. So in the trenches is where it starts. And believe it or not, I'm recommending you start Najee Harris week two. That's like, so it's point. Do not overreact. Right. And if we have a really bad game in week two, or if we see Jalen Warren outrush him, we're going to really discuss it next week. But for this week, Monday night football, get Najee Harris in your lineup. All right, make sure to turn fantasy into a reality with Tropical Chevrolet. It's our sponsor here on Zach and the Nose. Go in there for a test drive and get entered to win a pair of tickets to a pro football game this season in South Florida. It's on Biscayne Boulevard and 88th Street or click MiamiChevy.com for more information. Hour number one of the books, hour number two coming up here on Zach and the Nose. We're going to have yes or no's, the sniff test, and the nose pick of the week. Stay with us. We're back right after this. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.